بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد الکریم اما بعد الحمد للہ ٹوڈے از دا سیونتھ آف ایپرل ان دا ایئر ٹو تھاؤزینڈ اینڈ ٹوینٹی تھری الحمد And I've reached verse 17 of Surah Maidah. So inshallah to spend the session on this blessed verse. So verse 17, A'udhu billahi minash shaitan rajeem, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. In blasphemy indeed are those that say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Christ the son of Mary. Say, who then has the least power against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? If his will were to destroy Christ, the son of Mary, his mother, and all everyone that is on the earth. For to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala belongs the dominion of the heavens and the earth, and all that is between. He creates what he pleases. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has power over all things. So in this verse, Allah ta'ala is returning to the Christians and those who say that, A'udhu billah. Isa alayhi salatu wa salam is God himself. So to appreciate this more if you go to verses 72 so verse 72 of the same surah Allah Ta'ala goes more in depth there. So in verse 72 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he mentions they blaspheme who say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Christ the son of Maryam But, said Christ, O Bani Israel, worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, my Lord and your Lord. So here again, Allah Ta'ala mentions in verse 72, this is unbelief, those who say that Allah Ta'ala is Isa, the son of Maryam. But then Allah Ta'ala mentions something about Isa, alayhi salatu wa salam. He says in the verse that he told his people to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So there's four places in the Bible which highlights this. In Matthew 4.10, Christ, alayhi salatu wa salam, rebukes shaitan for desiring the worship of other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second passage, in John 20.17, Christ says to Mary Magdalene, go unto my brothers and say to them, I ascend unto my father and your father. To my God and your God. A third passage in Luke 18.19 where Christ والسلام, rebukes a certain ruler for calling him good master. Why calleth me good? None is good except one that is God. And in the fourth in Mark 12.20-29 Jesus says The first of all commandments is Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. So note, the Bible is replete with Isa والسلام, mentioning that there's only one God. So how on earth have they managed to turn to Christ being God? And of course, this is the Pauline doctrine. So Allah Ta'ala then mentions in the verse, whoever joins other gods with Allah, The fire, uh, the garden is forbidden for him. Meaning, this is the unbelief. Then it mentions in verse 
they do blaspheme who say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is one of three in a trinity. There is no God except one. If they desist not from their blasphemy, verily a grievous penalty will befall the blasphemers amongst them. So Allah the Almighty and Glorious, He mentions the Trinity. So now the Trinity now is the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost. And in their dogma they say, they are not three gods but one. So Ahmad Didat, Rahmatullah obviously he put this to bed. But he told the, he asked the Christians, is when you think of the Father, are you thinking of the Son? Then he goes, if you do, then you need to see a psychiatrist. <laughs> because if you think of the Holy Spirit, you think of the Father. So your mind is obviously imaging something. So he's highlighting, how can they be one? So Allah Ta'ala mentions, لَقَدْ كَفَرَ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا إِنَّ اللَّهَ ثَالِثُ ثَلَاثَ And what's ironic, Allah Ta'ala mentions the Trinity in the Quran. And it's not mentioned in the Bible. <laughs> so think about that. You go to the Christians, the Roman Catholics. Is Trinity uh, your foundational belief? Yes. It's not in the Bible. There is no way any place in the Bible it mentions Trinity. And yet it's their belief. And in the Quran, Allah Ta'ala mentions Trinity. And he mentions his kufr. <laughs> so there's the irony. Now what's interesting the Roman Catholics, even though they say the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, they also elevate Maryam to Godhead. How do we know this? In Ibn Jarir and Ibn Kathir's tafsir, Sudi Rahmatullah, he recited this verse, verse 73. He then explained, This was revealed about taking Isa, والسلام, and his mother, as gods besides Allah, thus making Allah the third in a trinity. This is also similar to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's statement towards the end of the surah, i.e. verse 116, which we'll come to. So here one of the authorities mentioned that the Trinity is referring to Maryam. So now they don't say that, but if you look at their beliefs, Maryam has been elevated to the level of Godhood. Maryam radiallahu so again, it's worth pointing out that the authorities mentioned this is the Trinity which was being referred to, but of course, the other is also in line. Then he mentions in verse 74, Why turn they not to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seek His forgiveness? For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is of forgiving, most merciful. So with regards to this verse, there's a very interesting report. So this narration is recorded in Ibn Jarir, Ibn al-Mundir, al-Dur al-Mantur, and Ibn Kathir's tafsir. Abdullah Ibn Abbas, radiyallahu, he recited this verse, Surah 39, verse 53. O my servants, who have transgressed against their own souls, despair not of the mercy of Allah. Allah Ta'ala forgives all sins. So he recited that famous verse. He then explained Ibn Abbas, radiyallahu, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala invites all to his forgiveness. Those who claim that Isa is God. Those who claim that Isa is the son of God. Those who claim that Ozer is the son of God. Those who claim that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is poor. Those who claim that the hand of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is tied up. And those who say, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the third of the tree. 
Allah the Almighty and Glorious says to all of them, and He recited verse 74. Will they not turn in repentance to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ask His forgiveness? For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is of forgiving, most merciful. Then Ibn Abbas said, and he calls to repentance the one who says something even worse than this. The one who says, I am your Lord Most High. And he says, Ma alimtu lakum min ilahin ghayri. Surah 28 verse 38. I know not that you have a God other than me. Ibn Abbas then said, Anyone who makes the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala despair of his mercy after this has rejected the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But a person cannot repent until Allah Ta'ala decrees that he should repent. SubhanAllah. So what was the great Ibn Abbas simply saying? He was saying that no matter what kufr you're in, Jesus is God, he's the son of God, Uzair is God, Pharaoh said, I'm God. Allah Ta'ala says in verse 74, if you repent, you will find me forgiving and most merciful. And Allah the Almighty and Glorious has left this door open till the end of time. So Ibn Abbas then warned one and all, if you make the servants of Allah despair of his mercy after this, you've denied the Quran. Now why is that such a grand, you know, monumental sin? Because some people think that they've committed so many sins they can't get forgiven. So they are thinking the art of ignorance because they haven't got knowledge. No person who's got any knowledge would admit that to him. They would say, no, you need to repent from that belief. Allah Ta'ala forgives. And think about it. No matter how bad a person is, if he's a Muslim, he won't enter shirk. <laughs> he might do everything else under the sun. So how can he despair of the mercy of Allah? If Allah Ta'ala forgives shirk, what's left? But even those who've committed shirk, Allah Ta'ala is telling them, turn back to me. So Ibn Abbas warned and note again, the verse has been referenced here. Then in verse 75, what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? Christ, the son of Mary, alayhi salatu wasalam, was no more than a messenger. Many were the messengers that passed away before him. His mother was a Siddiq. They both ate food. See how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes his signs clear to them. Yet see in what ways they are deluded away from the truth. So here in verse 75, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that he was a messenger. Isa alayhi salatu wasalam. Then he mentions many were the messengers that passed away before him. Musa alayhi salatu wasalam, Dawood alayhi salatu wasalam, Ibrahim alayhi salatu etc. etc. Then Allah ta'ala says his mother was a siddiqa. His mother was of the highest levels of piety. Then what does he say? Qana ya'akulan ta'am. They both ate food. And then he says, Unzur ayat. See how Allah Ta'ala makes the signs clear to them. Thummanzur anna yufakun. And see how they turn away from the truth. So what's the sign? Allah Ta'ala said, they both ate food. Full stop. Doesn't go into it. So what does that mean? Allah Ta'ala talks honorably about those he loves. He could have said, they both go for a call of nature. But he didn't say that. He could have said that. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. They both go for a call of nature. Are you worshipping someone who goes for a call of nature? 
Imagine somebody asks, Billah, just as way of example, Christ is your God. And somebody goes, I'd like to see him. And he goes, oh, he's just in the toilet. So straight away, what's your heart telling you? My God's in toilet. So Allah could have said it bluntly, but all he said was, they both ate food. How can you turn away from such a clear sign? If you eat food, you go for the goal of nature. How can they be God? And again, how many times Sheikh Ahmad Didad, Rahmatullah, he mentions that the Christian missionaries went to, Ab- went to Australia and they learned the Aboriginal language. That's how dedicated they were. They talked to the Aborigines. Because who do you worship? Because Atnatu. So they asked, what is Atnatu? And they said, we can't tell you because you'll start laughing. So he goes, no, no, we won't laugh. You know, who do you worship? So he goes, Atnatu. He goes, what is Atnatu? Because it means the one who hasn't got an anus. So the Christian mission, we start laughing. He goes, well, I told you to laugh. He goes, forgive me, I wasn't expecting you to say that. But Ahmad Dida, Rahmatullah, he said, why is the Christian laughing? Right? That's what he said. Fitra, right? The Christian's fitra kicked in. He goes, you worship what? Now, the Aborigine understood. I will not worship somebody who goes to the toilet. He has to be Atna too. Christian laughed at his own belief. And that's so strange. You know, look how interesting. The fitna comes to the surface. Then what happens? They turn away again. Like the Quran goes, they turn away from it. So even Atna too, they have understanding better than you. Now if you look, what's interesting? There's a passage in Surah 6 verse 14. So in Surah 6 verse 14, Allah Ta'ala says something very explicit. Right in the middle of verse 14, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, He says, وَهُوَ يُطْعِمُ وَلَا يُطْعَمُ and he it is that feeds, but he is not fed. So how does Allah Ta'ala describe himself? I feed everybody, but I don't get fed. So now what's interesting about that? There's a dua. And the du'as of the Prophet, they're very powerful. So this dua, he mentioned this quality. So where's this recorded? So this is in Nasai, in his Sunan Al-Kubra, 6-82, Hakim Sahih Ibn Kathir's Tafsir. Volume 3, page 3 to 1 of the English translation. Abu Huraira, he relates, A man from the Ansar, from the area of Quba, invited Rasulullah to eat some food, and we went with the Prophet. So somebody from the Quba region invited the Prophet. He went with some Sahaba as a guest. When the Prophet ate and washed his hands, he made the following dua. Alhamdulillah, illadhi yut'imu wa la yut'am. All praises for Allah. Then he recited this verse. Surah 6 verse 14. Who feeds but is never fed. <laughs> Look how the Prophet is always teaching Tawheed. <laughs> then he continued. وَمَنَّ عَلَيْنَ فَهَدَانَ وَأَطْعَمَنَا وَسَقَانَ مِنَ الشَّرَابِ وَقَسَانَ مِنَ الْأُرْيَةِ وَقُلَّ بَلَاءٍ حَسَنٍ عَبْلَانَ Alhamdulillahi ghayra muwadda in rabbi wala muqafan wala makfur wala mustaghnan an Alhamdulillahi alladhi at'amana min at-ta'am wa saqana min ash-sharab wa ghasana min al-urh wa hadana min ad-dalal wa basfarna min al-ama wa faddalna ala kathirin mimman khalaqa tafdila Alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin This is the translation All praises for Allah who feeds but is never fed he bestows bounty upon us, gave us guidance, fed us, gave us something to drink, cover our nakedness, 
and for every favor he has given us. Then look what the Prophet says, something amazing. Alhamdulillahi ghayra muwadda in rabbi wala muqafan wala makfur wala mustaghnan an. All praise is for Allah. Praise that should not be neglected. My Lord, all the while affirming, we will never be able to duly thank Him, nor be appreciative enough of Him, nor be free of needing Him. Look at the beauty of the dua. Pure servitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What did He say? We should never neglect your praise. We can never thank you enough. We can never be appreciative enough. We are never free of your need because we are needy of you. Then he said, All thanks and prayers are due to Allah who fed us the food, gave us the drink, covered our nudity, guided us from misguidance, gave us sight from blindness and honored us above many of the teachers. All praises for Allah, Lord of the world. Look how beautiful. This was when he was invited. But what did he say during that beautiful dua? He it is that feeds, but he is not fed. Allah Ta'ala mentions that how can you worship something that eats? And there's another passage where Allah Ta'ala mentions. So Surah 51 verse 57. Surah Dhariyat. Surah 51 verse 57. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, he mentions there something else about his holy self. مَا أُرِيدُ مِنْهُمْ مِنْ رِزْقٍ وَمَا أُرِيدُ أَنْ يُتْعِمُونَ إِنَّ اللَّهُ هُوَ الرَّزَّاقُ ذُو الْقُوَّةِ الْمَتِينَ No sustenance do I require of them. <laughs> no do I require that they should feed me. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is He who is the all provider, the most strong. So look how beautiful. What does Allah ta'ala say? He goes, I don't need rizq from you. Nor do I need food from you. So look at these idols. You know, what are you giving? Milk, honey, biryani, right? Who's having that? Right? You know, we're giving it to God. What does he need with it? Right? So he goes, I don't need your rizq. Then he says, I am a razak I am the provider. I am the most strong. Now what's interesting about this? There's a dua of the Prophet And this dua is very interesting. So the hadith is recorded in Abu Dawood number 3,973 Al-Razzaq Dhul-Quwwatil Mateen Rasulullah told Ibn Masood to recite it like this Inni Anar-Razzaq Dhul-Quwwatil Mateen Verily I am Al-Razzaq the strong i.e. the most strong So Rasulullah told Ibn Masood to add these words to the verse Inni Ana Verily I meaning only one so not the Prophet, this isn't obviously Quran, you can't say that, but the Prophet was not only reciting Quran, teaching Quran to Ibn Mas'ud, he was explaining it as well. So Allah Ta'ala says in the Hadith, you could see, verily I am al-Razzaq, I am the provider. SubhanAllah. And also, if you look at the verse, 
So what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala call Maryam? In verse 75 of Surah Maida, Siddiqah. So now, what's interesting, there's a passage, Surah 4 verse 156. So in Surah Nisa, Surah 4 verse 156, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions there, وَبِكُفْرِهِمْ وَقَوْلِهِمْ عَلَى مَرْيَمَا بُحْدَانًا عَظِيمًا They have disbelieved those who uttered against Maryam a grave false charge. So now this is unbelief, Allah Ta'ala says. This isn't a crime. This isn't a major sin. You are kafir. Because of what you said something about Maryam, what did they say? In Ibn Jarir, Ibn Katir's tafsir, Ibn Abbas recited this verse, he explained, the Jews accused Maryam of fornication. Astaghfirullah. Because that's why she got pregnant. They even say it was a Roman soldier. So on the face of it, you're thinking, what is that? It's definitely a sin. It's unbelief. Allah Ta'ala says, وَبِقُفْرِهِمْ وَقَوْلِهِمْ عَلَى مَرْيَمَ بُحْتَانًا عَظِيمًا They are unbelievers who uttered against Maryam a grave false charge. And also in, uh, Ibn Kathir added, some of them even claimed that she was menstruating when she was fornicated. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continue curse be upon them until the day of resurrection, said Ibn Kathir. So look at how much venom they've got against Isa. They've accused his mother of being basically a, a prostitute. And he goes, and they even mentioned the father. He goes, the father, his name was Ben Pendera. That's the father of Christ. Because he was the Roman soldier who raped Mary. Right? So all of that is kufr. Endless list of kufr. So what do we say? وَأُمُّهُ She is a Siddiq. She was of the highest levels of piety. She was chosen over the nation of the women of all nations. And also, just to add this, in Surah 24, verse 23, in Surah Nur, Surah 24, verse 23, what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mention there? He says, Those who slander chaste women indiscreet believing, they are cursed in this life and in the next. For them is a grievous penalty. So now what's interesting, why was this verse revealed? Surah 24, verse 23. In Ibn Jarir, Ibn Kathir's tafsir, Hakim Sahih, Ibn Mandawi, Ibn Abi Hatim, Abdul Mantur, Ibn Abbas, he said, this verse is about Aisha, and whoever does anything similar nowadays to Muslim women, the same applies to them. But Aisha was the reason for the revelation of this verse. So what happened? The same thing happened to our mother Aisha, the chief monarch spread the slander that she had been unfaithful. So Allah Ta'ala said, those who slander pure, indiscreet, believing women are cursed in this life. And a severe punishment is waiting for them. How great is the crime? In Tabarani, the Prophet said, to slander a pious woman is sufficient to ruin the good deeds of 100 years. To slander a pious woman is sufficient to ruin the good deeds of 100 years. Now think about it. If you slandered Aisha, is that kufr? If Maryam radiyallahu the Quran says is kufr, those who said it about her, what's the difference? So note the great crime uh, of slandering the pious indiscreet women. So again, be very careful not to fall into this trap of the shayateen. 
So now, going back to the verse, all of this is helping to explain. So verse 17, the verse we're going through. In blasphemy indeed, are those that say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Christ, the son of Mary. Say, who then has the least power against Allah? If his will were to destroy Christ, the son of Mary, his mother and everyone on the earth. So now what's interesting, Allah Ta'ala uses another argument. How can they be God? If I were to take them out, both of these venerable souls and everybody on the earth, how can they be God? So what is this in reference to? So this is in reference to a hadith. So there's a very interesting report from our beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wa And he mentions So the hadith is recorded in Ibn Hiban Abu Nu'im graded Sahih in As-Sahihah number 3200. Our beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would condemn me sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Isa alayhi salatu wa sallam for our lapses he would then punish us and would not then be unjust to us in the least. So let's look at this. So the Prophet said, If Allah were to condemn me and my brother Isa for our failings, we would be punished and he would not be unjust in the least. Now what does that mean? It means that nobody is worthy of paradise and everybody is worthy of hell. If Allah uses his justice, now these are sinless men. Sinless men, Allah Ta'ala, the Prophet is telling you, could end up in the fire and he would not be unjust. So now, why is that linked to this verse? This hadith of the Prophet Because what does Allah Ta'ala say? If I was to destroy Isa, the son of Maryam, his mother and everyone, because not the least power would anybody have to stop this. So what's he referring to? He's referring to his justice. How can he be God? If I would take him to task, so the verse then goes on to say the dominions of the heavens and the earth and all that is between. He creates what he pleases. For Allah has power over all things. So what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? He creates yasha. So now why does he mention that? And what was the wisdom in Christ being without a father? Allah the Almighty and Glorious every time he does something there is great wisdom. So the Christians have got every right to ask us. Because look, you believe he didn't have a father like us. Yes. So what's your take? Why did God do that? So it's a good question. We have to answer it. How many can answer it? So Imam Shafi, he answered it. Rahmatullahi. Imam Shafi, paraphrasing, Rahmatullahi, he said that Allah the Almighty and Glorious, he completed the cycle in creation. He created a human without a mother and father. That was Adam, He created a human without a mother. That was Eve, Hawa, on the rib of Adam, He created a human without a father. That was Christ, And he created others with mothers and fathers. That's the rest of humanity. Imam Shafi said he's completed the cycle. 
If Allah did not create a human being without a father, the cycle is not complete. And people would have said, why didn't he do that? Maybe he couldn't do that. So Allah did that with Christ. And the other thing which is amazing about Isa is that because he's got no lineage, his mother's got a lineage, he hasn't got a fatherly lineage. So when every soul took the oath, when we were taken out the back of Adam, Allah not your Lord. Every soul said, Naam, Bala, Christ as well. But then all of those souls were put back into Adam, except Christ. Christ was kept back with him. Why? Because he hasn't got a father. So we were all put back. He was with Allah. That was the honor for Isa The rest of us then came through the fathers. And then only when Maryam was in her mihrab, and Jibreel then brought the soul of Isa, and he blew into the sleeve of Maryam, and he went into her body. So this is the great honor given to Jesus Christ and his holy mother, Maryam. And the other thing which is interesting, to, before wrapping up, even in the Kaaba, there was an image of Maryam. So what on earth were the unbelieving Quraysh doing with the image of Maryam in the Kaaba? And the Prophet told Umar, take out all the images from within. This is in Imam Ahmad's Musnad. So even the unbelieving Quraysh had some knowledge of Maryam as well. So note again, the great honor and the truth, where truth lies, Allah Ta'ala verifies the truth. So on the side of us, we will conclude. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لقد كفر الذين قالوا إن الله هو المسيح ابن مريم قل فمن يملك من الله شيئا إن أراد أن يهلك المسيح ابن مريم وأمه ومن في الأرض جميعا ولله ملك السماوات والأرض وما بينهما يخلق ما يشاء والله على كل شيء قدير. We pray to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He makes the Quran and the Rabbi of our hearts. And I pray to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He gives me for any edits which I may have in the year to me. So, Allah be humbly, Zabbana Allahum, be humbly, Gashu Allah, Ilahi Illa, Astaghfirullah, Tu Bilaik, Abdi 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 Bilaik, Abdi